to The Clusterfest, a filterless podcast on family travel. I am your co-host, Anna Lyons. The Clustercast is what I'm saying. I like that. I like that. (laughs) And I'm Scott Lyons. Um, This is our first ever episode, uh, the pilot episode, if you will. The pilot episode of The Clustercast. And from henceforth forevermore, it shall be known as The Clustercast. You heard it here first, guys. (laughs) Um, Anyway, yes, this is our pilot episode, the one where you tell your friends to just power through and they'll hit their stride a few shows later. Or, or a few after that, if uh, if it's really bad. I hope I not. I really hope not. I don't think it's going to be that bad, though. I don't think so. Yeah, so far. We're planning for success. So, But people know you. They they don't really know me. That's true. That's true. This is um, kind of the first time anyone's ever really heard from you. And kind of a big reason why I wanted to have a podcast to begin with was that so your perspective could be included. Right, but they do hear from me from time to time on your Instagram account. They kind of follow me there, right? <laughs> well, yeah, yes. I mean, uh, the Scott Gas Station Monologues does have a cult following on my personal Instagram account. This is true. Yep, and for the little bit I contribute, you're welcome. You know, that, <laughs> yeah. that, that takes a lot of work. It does, it does, <laughs> yes. And my friends, thank you. Um, but, I mean, anyone who interacts on, like, the Clusterfest travel doesn't really hear much from you. Um, and you're a big part of our lives and adventures, so it seemed high time to rope you in on this. Yeah, your blog's been gone on for about a year, and it's probably time for me to show up, definitely. Yeah, well, and I mean, you show up in plenty of other ways, um, you know, when it comes to technical support for the blog. <laughs> um, and for those of you listeners who might not know, Clusterfest Travel originally started as a family travel blog and has since, you know... I've added outlets on social media and now a podcast. Right. And you say added. So this is not replacing the blog. No. This is an addition to, right? No, I don't think I could ever not write. Um, So, yeah, the blog will continue. I will continue to write um, and I will continue to bumble my way around social media, too. Um, But just think of this as another branch to the Clusterfuss Network. Oh, yes. Networking. Mm-hmm. Oh, I yes. love networking. I know you do. It's so fancy, right? <laughs> Super fancy. <laughs> so I'm sure wondering, people are wondering, actually, why do a podcast? What, yeah. do, you, what do you think about that? I, I'm sure they are. And lots of people are doing podcasts these days, too. Um, but, you know, as you said, the blog has been going on for a year. Happy birthday, little blog. And mm-hmm. um, in that year, we've realized that not everyone has time to sit down and read a blog post. Um, and sometimes information needs to be available on the go. Um, and especially during this particular season of life. Oh yeah. The, the baby toddler school age (laughs) phase could be very time consuming. Mm -hmm. Yes. And there is also limitations with every creative medium. So, you know, blogging and photography only go so far when it comes to producing information. It only goes so far. What do you mean by that? Well, (laughs) um, as we said earlier, like getting your perspective is one, right? It's kind of hard for me to write and photograph that. Um, Another, it's just another dynamic. The two of us talking and reliving experiences that doesn't just like happen on the page unless you're J.R.R. Martin. J.R. You mean George. George R.R. Martin. No. Game of Thrones. No, no. (laughs) Did I do that? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that came out a little early too. <laughs> okay. So your literary card has been revoked. No, now. it hasn't. No. That that's No. That's no. a big mess up. No, right you're there. not gonna revoke that. No. <laughs> no. And those names, in my defense, those names are very confusing. 
They both write lengthy fantasy novels. Um, so, no, it hasn't been revoked, everyone. It hasn't. Um, but anyway, I am not George R. R. Martin. There, got it right. Congratulations. Um, so, t- <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, because I'm not him and I don't have that skill in writing, um, taking advantage of every form of media is beneficial to helping share how our family travel goes. You know, same things goes for social media. You're only seeing one side of a multidimensional thing. Um, and let's be honest, family travel is really complicated and often can't be summed up in any one anything, actually. Right. So in the spirit of not capturing everything in one summary, we're going to take a topic every episode and dive into it on this podcast, aren't we? Yeah. Yeah. So one, you know, one episode we'll do one on getting sick abroad. You know, we could do something like taking a toddler to the Lake District or how we manage like cell coverage and technology. I like that one. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know you did. So, yeah. So like, we'll share our personal experiences, both good and the bad. Yeah, definitely the bad. More people need to talk Probably about that. a lot that. of bad. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and the hope is that it'll help you, our listeners, um, you know, have a smoother trip if they ever find themselves in similar situations. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And it's really what we needed when we first started traveling. Um, you know that saying about creating what you wish existed? Mm, no. no. Sorry, I can't. No. Where's the like cricket? Chirping sound. You, right. you turn to that one often. Okay. <laughs> right. um, well, I'm obviously butchering it here, but the idea is that if you see a need for something, you should create it and fill that void. So, for example, when Charlie was tiny, the internet was an incredibly, incredibly useless place when it came to family travel. Right, right. So that was uh, way back in 2010. Yeah which doesn't seem like that long ago, but um, yes. And honestly, for all the millennial family travel craze that's been burning through social media these days, I honestly can't say it's gotten much better. So you've looked into it. What do you, what do you mean by that? Well, I think, I guess when the only thing a person can tell you about a transatlantic flight still to this day, um, traveling that distance with an infant and the most helpful like bit of advice they can give you is to give a bottle for takeoff and landing. I mean, kind of want to be like. That's uh, super obvious. Super obvious. Thanks and a lot, Captain Obvious. Really, like, do we have <laughs> anything else? Like anything else that these last nine years of everyone contributing online and everybody like, you know, putting their heads together when it comes to family travel. Like, that's all we can do. Like, I want to know. If the airplane has travel beds, does that exist for babies? Not just in first class, but like for babies anywhere. And like which flights have free liquor? And I don't, Mm. that's what I want to know. I don't want to know that I should bring a new toy for every hour that we are in the air. Because I'm not that good at math, but I'm pretty sure, depending on where we're flying, that could be over 18 toys for one baby. Whoa, gross. Who said that? <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> it was it was on some blog where the author had this like fabulous expat life. Gosh, you'd think those people would be a wealth of information. Right, right. I would think yeah. so, too. Um, and maybe because it is second nature, they don't think about like all the little things they do to survive a long haul flight. Right. And we do get asked a lot about how we travel as a family. Mm -hmm. And I feel like we do have a unique perspective 
as we were, you know, constantly jumping in and out of the daily grind, <laughs> you know, and yeah. big all consuming travel. We are. Yeah, we're we're in and out of it. So we're very mindful of every issue um, that comes up in both lifestyles because neither one are really second nature per se. And, you know, we love talking about it, but, you know, you can never sum up the ever changing landscape of family travel in one conversation, one blog post or even one right podcast yeah, the cluster cast <laughs> the cluster it, it, cast yeah exactly it changes based on location ages of the kids what kind of emotional and physical place the parents are in <laughs> that's huge that's <laughs> really huge. yeah it really does which is why cluster fuss is this ever producing fount of family travel advice yeah i think for us we have to think about our travel plans and, you know, we create a, create a life away from home because it doesn't happen all the time. Yeah. I mean, we aren't digital nomads. We don't have any kind of sweet work abroad gig either. Um, when we go nice. somewhere. Yeah. I mean, when we go somewhere, we need to make it count. Like we can't just go again if the trip is a bust. Yeah, exactly. We just burn thousands of dollars, right? <laughs> yeah. And two or more weeks of PTO yeah, to make it happen. It doesn't come back. No, no, the stakes are incredibly high whenever we travel. And and to be clear, we're not pooping on anyone's experiences who have like some kind of sweet setup where they can jet their family off to Monaco every other weekend. Ooh, but it's nice if you can get it. Yeah, it's great work if you can get it. Um, but that's not for every that's not everyone's situation. And we want to provide relatable and practical content on how we manage to travel as a family with this like quote unquote normal life. Yeah. But we you know, we do enjoy the fact that I work from home. Okay, yeah. Full disclosure, you do work from home. Um, and we could technically be digital nomads if we wanted it bad enough. Um, and we sort of homeschool the kids as well. So I guess we do have a tiny bit more flexibility when it comes to extending our adventures. But working on the road also sounds kind of horrible. Yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> because we did the hotel office and I don't think we'll ever do it again. Yeah. When was that? When are you don't remember? When our AC broke in Phoenix. Oh, man. Yeah. So for those of you who don't know, we lived in Phoenix. We live in Seattle now. Yeah, we lived in Phoenix before and yeah. our junkie air conditioner kept breaking <laughs> in the middle of record you know, degree heat. So it was like 115, 118 yeah. oh heat gosh, waves. So bad. And we had to stay at hotels until it got fixed because the repairmen were booked three days out on yeah, repairs. Because heat wave. Because everybody's... Uh, AC broke. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> it was bad. And yeah. just trying to keep the kids quiet while you're on conference calls and all of that. So we learned pretty early on that the hotel office is no go for us as really even Airbnb too. Yeah, we're too loud. <laughs> but I do have soundproofing now in my office. So I can't yeah. hear the kids or the mm -hmm. dogs. Yeah. Oh, I know. That's and good. I also I don't know how good that soundproofing is because I also hear your little reminders when you're on a high stakes phone call. So, you know. Yeah, I wish I could hear what they could hear, so I know how maybe, just maybe bad you it don't. is. Maybe, maybe it's better not knowing. What. Anyways. Okay, moving, moving on. on. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay, let's keep going. So we're going to keep to the relatable content of family travel. Yes, yes. And we're an average family with an above average sense of adventure, and we make it work with normal amounts of vacation time and a somewhat abnormal job and school flexibility right we know it's hard and the idea of taking your family anywhere especially if you have young kids mm -hmm. it it's incredibly daunting yeah so we want to try and demystify what it's like to travel as a family and show that it's actually very very doable 
Yes. Yeah. Very possible. It is very possible. And we want to keep it really real and say that, you know, you will have crumbs on your clothes and you will sweat. And oh, yeah. I mean, I think probably the, I don't know, like probably one of the most important things I think you can say is that life keeps happening. Like even when you're in Spain, like it's still life. Right. It does, there's no pause button. No. Yeah. No. It'd be nice if someone wants it to invent stop. that. I'd be happy. Yeah. Kids yeah. will still wet the bed, even though you're in another country <laughs> and you're running yes. out of food yep. mm-hmm. and all the grocery stores are closed mm-hmm. or you're sick and you need medication and the pharmacies closed or have weird hours or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ask us how we know. <laughs> <laughs> Story but, time. Yeah. Some other time. Nope. So that's like five <laughs> other episodes. We could do that. Um, but really, despite all of that, I mean, we can still say we love traveling. Um, and honestly, I can say that I like traveling with the kids more than without them. Wow, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's rough, but we're in a rough season of life anyway. So why not see the Eiffel Tower while we're at it? Yeah. And I mean, the kids are just natural icebreakers. So I feel like we connect with people way easier because we've got cute kids who are sweet and friendly. Yeah, exactly. That's super true. So people are more willing to give you directions <laughs> or or help you out if uh, if you got kids with you. Yeah, it's just, just this like instant connection with people uh, half a world away. I mean, I feel like we get to leapfrog what takes people like weeks to break into a culture with mm-hmm. kids. I mean, it's like, hey, hey, we have this in common without saying a word. Right. So like the fact that you're having a rough time with your kids or you're going through some rough parenting years yeah. transcends it's like a language barrier. It, it does. It absolutely <laughs> does. Like it's like people, I don't know. It's just this amazing equalizer where it's like, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. We know like, we'll, you know, we'll be a little bit more gracious with your pronunciation. But, um, anyway, but I'll, I mean, I'll also say like in defense of family travel that, I, I really like that it is a hobby that will grow with us. Absolutely, yeah. Like these experiences do bond us, the good and the bad. And we've had some pretty big doozies. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I mean, travel is a crucible. So. Like camping. Shut up. Nope. <laughs> nope. We don't talk about camping here. No. I like camping. Nope. So mm-hmm. I'll take the boys camping by myself. That's okay. fine. All right. Go ahead. Be my guest. <laughs> That's fine. Go. Take them. I don't want to come. Um. Anyway. Uh, as I was going to say that family travel, fine if you want to throw camping onto the pile, is a family act- mm, okay, fine. Uh, <laughs> is a family activity that can be done through the years. Yeah, and if you start early, it only gets better. Yeah, yeah, because then at that point, you can be grateful that you don't have to bring diapers and strollers. Yeah, absolutely. So, so nice not to have to do yeah. deal with that right yeah, now. It's like oh you've gosh. been like so miserable for so long and then you don't have to have them anymore. And then you're like, yay, travel so much fun now. Yeah. You kind of level up in life. You're like, yay, I don't need to deal with that. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) It kind of puts it into perspective. Um, But I mean, I'll also say that I've had it said to me, like when people are like, oh, you need to wait until the kids are old enough to appreciate it. Or I guess more specifically, like, oh, it's too bad. They're not going to appreciate it. And like, I understand the, the thought behind, like before you spend the moolah on taking your kids on more Mm -hmm. epic trips, like I get that, the hesitation there, but honestly, if you have the opportunity, just go for it. Yeah, exactly. You never know what the future holds. Yeah. So, you know, if you have the time, you have the money and you know, the opportunity to go, take that chance. Just go. Yeah. I mean, we are young and we're healthy and we have the energy to schlep the kids around. 
And besides, like, what is the prime old enough age to remember anyway? Yeah, well, you know, Daniel Daniel LaRusso uh, went to Japan (laughs) when he was 17. Right? Yeah, I'm sure he did. He did. Yep. And I'm sure he, like, fully appreciated it, too. Oh, you could see it in his eyes. To the fullest extent. (laughs) To the fullest extent. Anyways, I don't regret that we took the kids when we did, though. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, Oliver was very... uh, I don't remember how old he is, but he very much remembered Notre Dame Cathedral, yeah. you know, yeah. when, and he, he was devastated recently when uh, when it burned. Yeah, that's true. He took it really hard. And it had been over two years since he had seen it. Yeah. How, I mean, wait, was, how, how old was he? He was four. When he saw it? Yeah, he was almost oh, four. He and definitely remembered it. He did. And he appreciated it in his own way. Um, which is why I think it's such a buzzkill comment to just be like, oh, I'm like, well, I mean, a, a 15 year old is going to appreciate something differently than a 40 year old. A 40 year old will de- appreciate something differently than a 60 year old. So, it, you know, it's just you and you interpret it and you appreciate it differently based on, you know, your season of life. Who's to say one's better than the other? Yeah. And it gets pretty aggravating or annoying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you try to figure out what time is best. It really does. Just don't. Just don't. You're going to drive yourself insane. There is no best time. If you really want some kind of benchmark, fine. The best time is when the flights are cheap and your passports are current. There. Yeah. I'll drink to that. Yeah. Cheers. (laughs) There we go. (laughs) Well, that's going to do it for us. This should be a bi-monthly affair. So Mm -hmm. tune in. A fortnight. In a fortnight. In a fortnight. In a fortnight. To weigh in on our airport lounge hustle. Is it worth it? We'll give you our honest opinion on how we make it work. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah, we will. So anyway, uh, thanks for listening. We really appreciate it um, for getting through the pilot episode. Um, please subscribe. Yes, thank you. Download and share. Please do all the things that tells the internet that you like our stuff. And even though the bucket list family considers buying a home in the Cleveland suburbs, whenever they hear us say it, this is Clusterfuss Travel, a filterless podcast on family travel. Also known as the Clustercast. The Clustercast. We'll see you next time. Yes.